All right, another Cash Ready podcast. Uh, today, I'm gonna, tonight, I'm going to be talking strictly the San Diego Padres. Today's game, this is uh, June 30th, Sunday. Today's game was an absolute joke. You're up 3 nothing in the sixth inning. Lucchese puts a couple guys on. He brings in Perdomo. He puts the shift. It fucking pisses me off. Tatis is basically playing on Machado's ass, and, and the ground ball gets through. You give up two runs. I mean, that's just a normal ground ball. I don't know why they always shift over on that side. I I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't have done that shift, but the move that really pissed me off today, and people on, I have this clown on Twitter coming after me right now. He's really pissing me off because he's like, oh, you, you, it's easy to to be the Twitter guy from your home and and after the game, say that this move and that move would have worked and not move worked. No, I said it when it happened. They were in, I don't know what inning it was. I think it was the 11th. And they had one guy on, and it was a tie game. And Quantrill just pitched the inning before. He pitched a you know scoreless inning. And there was two outs, and he pinch hits Quantrill to get to Kinsler. Why did he pinch hit there? Especially if you know that Wick's going to have to pitch the next inning. If Wick's pitching the next inning, I'm sticking with Quantrill because there's two outs and you're bringing up Kinsler. Kinsler's not good. He fucking sucks. He's not going to... What's the chances that Kinsler's going to get a hit there and then you're going to get another hit to drive in a run because there's two outs? What's the chances that, well, Kinsler could have hit a home run? What's the chances of that happening? What's the chances that he would have hit a double? Very slim. There's a better chance... That you just stick Quantrill in there and you try to score in the in the following inning because you hope there's a pretty good chance that Quantrill is going to throw up another bagel in the next inning. At least a much better chance than Wick. Wick came in and you knew he was going to give up a run. He also he got two outs and the guy was only at first. And I thought, oh shit, he might actually get out of this inning. But even if he got out of that inning, you're going to have to use him another inning most likely. Or then you're going to have to use in Wingenter, which which is fine. I mean, I don't know why Wingenter didn't pitch today. Someone said he had the flu too. So if he wasn't available, that's even more of a reason why you should have kept Quantrill in the game. But Eddie Green has blown a few games over and over. I'm tired of people saying, oh, it's the bullpen, it's the bullpen. Yeah, it's the bullpen to a degree. But it's the way he manages the bullpen. And... The team's one game above 500. It should easily be four or five games above 500. They're blowing games that they should be winning. They get off to good leads. Machado's just absolutely on fire. You know, you got clowns Dave Palais and Davey Leland tweeting out bullshit earlier in the season saying how bad he is and when's he going to hit and this and that. I mean, he is completely tearing the... Tearing his shit out of the baseball, carrying the team. I mean, you got a legit, you have two legit um, elite players in Tatis and Machado. I mean, those guys are as good as they get. You could argue that he's the best shortstop in baseball right now. You could argue he's the best third baseman in baseball. I mean, those guys are as good as players you get. Hosmer gets a single today, and Tatis is running on the play at first, and he scores without a throw. Or not even a chance at it. I mean, he is just blazing around the, on the bases. He's so electric. He's so fun to watch. They're a totally different team. He gives them the vibe. They got they got a lot of good talent on here. Yeah, they got some holes. I understand that. And they're big holes. You know, but if Mejia plays more in the second half, and he should. Hopefully he's not too injured. He getting beaned yesterday on the elbow. 
That's a plus from Hedges. Hedges is so bad of a hitter. What is he hitting around? 180? I mean, he's just so fucking bad. I'm tired of watching him bat. Every time we play these extra inning games, he'll come up and you're just like, there's no chance. There's just no chance he's going to get a hit. Just tired of it. You you look at Hosmer and you got computer nerds still saying that he's not that good. Now you're like, well, his war is this. The guy tweeted out yesterday showing a war stat that had Garcia ahead of Hosmer. If Garcia has a higher war than Hosmer, get rid of the fucking stat. It's made up. It's bullshit. There's no fucking way that Garcia should have anything higher than, than Hosmer. Hosmer's hitting over 300 now. He has 13 RBI, or thirteen home runs and what does he have? Like 60 RBIs on the season? And he's got an on-base on percentage, I believe, close to 350 now. He's slugging, you know, last I checked, was over 470. So his OPS is over 800. What is the problem? And then everyone's like, well, his defense sucks. His defense hasn't been good this year. I understand that. But it hasn't been terrible. It shouldn't be. It's not like he's fucking some terrible first baseman over there. Then you, you know, almost have to replace him over there. And... I would understand, well, yeah, you got to negate that and and his war is probably going to be low because of it. No, no. There's something with the computer that just spits out a number and it's just bullshit. I don't care what anyone says. WRC Plus, I think that has some validity to it. The only thing that I think people need to be cautious on that that stat is it's almost like batting average. It's almost like how many at-bats do you have on, on that stat? Because... I remember last year at this time, A.J. Ellis was like the Padres' leading WRC Plus player. And I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. So I think that's almost like a batting average thing. Like Tatis, what's he hitting, like 335? Well, he doesn't have as many at-bats as the other guys. So you put that with a grain of salt. But if you're still sitting there and you're tweeting out bullshit that Hosmer is not that good and you're so fucking arrogant that you can't admit like, you know, no, he's good. And you're saying like, oh, he's like the, I would take 15 other first basemen over him. You're full of shit. Just because you fucking said that you wanted him out of here and you said his launch angle sucks and you said he sucked and there's just so many of these these guys out here. I remember these guys were saying when we signed Hosmer, they were like, why do we sign Hosmer? We already had a first baseman in Will Myers. And then the other guys would say, and we got another first baseman in Josh Naylor. Why did we? That's the one position we didn't need was first base. How's that panning now? Will Myers can't hit. He can't touch the baseball. He can't touch it. Every time he comes up, it, you just feel it's going to be a strikeout. The only time you feel like he's going to get a hit is when they don't need the hit. The game's out of reach. They're either up 7-1. to one, You know, he comes up. Yeah, he'll probably get a double. Or it's the other way. They're losing 7-1. to one. Yeah, he'll probably get a hit, you know. Never gets a big hit. And that's another thing on Hosmore. He was hitting over 375 with runners in scoring position. I think it's gotten up because, I mean, these last couple games, it was a couple games ago he was hitting 375. It's probably, you know, whatever. Let's just say it's 375. That's the thing on Hosmore. He's clutch. He gets big RBIs. He gets, you know, difference-making hits. The, the first game against the Cardinals, it's one-to-one, I think, in the sixth or seventh inning. Tatis hits a home run, ties it. And then Hosmer hits a, a home run to take the lead late in the game. Those are big home runs. The thing about war is 
If it's 15 to 1 and you hit a home run, I think they make it like it's the same thing as if it was a, a walk-off home run. It's not the same thing. You need clutch hitters. You need clutch players. Difference makers. Machado's, most of his RBIs and home runs are not just add-ons like it's 10 to 2. Oh, Machado hits a three-run homer. It's 13 to 2 in the top of the ninth. No. He fucking hits big home runs when it matters. You know, he starts off today with another moonshot. What does he have now? 20 home runs? He's got 20 home runs, and I don't understand how he didn't make the all-star team. Him or I, I, Tatis, I kind of understand him not making it. Machado should have made it. Tatis, look, is Tatis an all-star? Yeah, he's an elite player already. You could pretty much la- you could pretty much label that. I know it's only been basically two months. It's kind of early in his career, but <laughs> I mean, he's not going to hit 330. He's not going to hit 300. I mean, I'll be shocked if he hits 300. Not shocked. I mean, Jesus, it keeps going up. I, I thought a great season for him was going to be 260, 270. I thought he'd probably hit 260 this year. I mean, I was very high on him coming. You know, I watched all those minor league things, pay for the app. I mean, I I was telling people. This guy, you know, people ask me like, hey, is he, is he that good? Is he for real? Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I remember tweeting out after watching him three, four games. I said, who's the fucking idiots that are tweeting out He's not going to stick at shortstop, or he's he's not that athletic. You know, he doesn't have that great of speed. Like, what what was the grading scale on his speed? If it, if it wasn't eighty, like, what 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 are you watching? I saw the speed scales like sixty or seventy. How is it not eighty? Guy runs around from first to third like no one I've ever seen. This guy's scoring on singles, you know, from first. And then, you know, you got clowns like, what's his name? Barry Bloom or whatever, tweeting out his arm isn't that good. He's got a cannon for an arm, you know? He tweeted out, he went he went to one Fort Wayne game, and he's like, oh, he's not that good, and uh, kids struggling, this and that. He's already one of the, I mean, he is an absolute difference maker, elite players. I've said this on, I don't know if it was, I think I said it on a Periscope that I did recently. I wouldn't trade Tatis for anyone straight up. You could say Mike Trout's better player than him. Of course he is. I'm not debating that. Mike Trout's making $430 million. He's making like $37 million a year. Value? Like, what is Tatis making this year? Probably less than a million. So let's just say it's a million. Just to make it easier. If I got 36 more million and Tatis, you know, because Trout, I think, makes 37. You're telling me that's not better value? I mean, I could get two, three more good players. Of course it is. I could get I could get Machado at 30 million. Okay? So that'd be at 31. I still have 5 million to play with. So Machado and Tatiste is better than than having uh Trout. I don't think anyone would debate that. Trout or Tatiste is the most valuable player in baseball right now in my opinion. I I don't who else, you know, with a contract? I mean, Acuna signed a cheap deal. I mean, but it was like $100 million. So what's he getting paid? He's a really good player. I mean, there's other guys. Juan Soto, he's not getting paid yet. He's really good. But he ain't Tatis. No fucking way. I mean, they should have made the all-star team. Probably both of them. Probably Tatis should have probably made it. I mean, they got, you know, I don't understand why the Colorado Rockies get all these guys to make the all-star team. I mean, they, they can't hit on the road. They... They hit 350, 370 at home, and then they go to the road, and they hit 230. I don't know. 
that's fine. Whatever. Put all your Rockies there. The Padres should be should have a better record. It pissed me off that they don't have a better record. They should have swept the Cardinals. I don't understand, you know, like Andy Green, I always feel like we're like another win or two away from getting a real, real hot streak. We'll win three or four in a row, but it doesn't seem like we can get to five, six, seven in a row. It doesn't seem like we can get to seven in a row with Andy Green because he always blows a fucking game. I don't care what anyone says. He blew today's game. There's no fucking reason. And this guy on Twitter, oh, it's easy to play Monday quarterback and win the outcome. No, I tweeted it out before it happened. I said, why is he pinch hitting right now? Especially when I saw Wick warming up. Now, if you're bringing in a different pitcher, fine, that's different. If you're bringing in fucking Kirby Yates or something, okay, I mean, it's a little bit different. You're going to bring in Wick, or you're going to bring in Maton, or you're going to bring in Robbie Erlin. You got to know that those guys are going to give up runs. You got to play it different. And he needs to start using Perdomo as the eighth inning guy. I mean, Stammen's okay, but he ain't what he was last year. He ain't what he was two years ago. Perdomo's fucking nasty. That ball's moving. He's getting ground balls. If he walks a guy, it's not as big of a deal because he's a ground ball pitcher. He could get a double play. I would have left Perdomo in. I know Stammen came in and did well. Yeah, okay. That's cool, but you're overusing Stammen. Using him too much. That's why I think he struggled sometimes because they've overused him. But for the second half, I think they're going to have a much better second half because you're going to get Lament back, and that should put Strom into the bullpen. So I think it's going to help you on two situations because I think Strom's your worst starting pitcher right now. I don't even think it's close. You get Lament. Lament's got pretty good stuff. I've watched him. Yeah, I mean, he's he's got better stuff than he had a couple years ago. I mean, his fastball's a lot faster. I don't know about a lot faster, but he's throwing like 98. You know, he's sitting 95 to 97, and he's throwing 98. He's got that wicked slider. He's throwing the changeup a little bit. Um, So you get him for the second half. He's probably going to be a four or five inning pitcher. Probably a five inning pitcher. I could see him throwing five, and then maybe... I don't know, maybe by mid-August, he's throwing six innings. But you could piggyback with Quantrill and Strom on his games and piggyback off of um, Paddock. I thought Paddock, um, I went to the game yesterday, last night with uh, Sports Brain Chris, Chris Garcia. It was, thanks for Chris taking me. Uh, we had a good time. We saw some people on Twitter. They had the Twitter meetup thing in the fourth inning. I thought that was really cool. It was really cool seeing some of the guys out there. Um, if, I, if I gave you like a look like, yeah, I don't know who you are. It's because I just didn't recognize like the faces with Twitter handles. Someone will say like their Twitter handle and it just doesn't click to me. I wasn't trying to be a dick to anyone or it just, you know, I, some of you guys have funny Twitter handles and stuff and I don't know who's behind it. It was cool seeing Padre Farm. I didn't know what he looked like. Finally got to meet him. He's a cool guy. Hopefully I could get him on a podcast. I think him and I have been talking about getting him on a podcast. I like his perspective on baseball. He likes the computer numbers um, to a degree, but I like the way he uses computer numbers. Um, I'm not saying if someone uses computer numbers, I don't you know, pay attention to what they say. I just You got to use it correctly, in my opinion. You can't just... Go on a computer and just, oh, this player's better than this player because that's what the computer said. You got to prove it to me. Watch watch it with me. Tell me, you know, uh, every stat to a degree is going to be flawed. 
Because every home run you hit, you could say, well, the guy hit 40 home runs. He could hit 40 meaningless home runs. I mean, you're not going to, but then another guy can hit, you know, meaningful home runs. There's a difference. But when you watch every single day of the team, then you know which guys are producing and which guys are a factor in winning. You know, someone like Hosmer, if you're, if you're telling me Hosmer's not good, like, then just go fuck yourself. Because you don't know what you're talking about. But going back to the Lament, I mean, Lament and I think Logan Allen. Logan Allen is going to eat up innings. He's going to be a 6 7 inning pitcher. I think he's going to really help him. I think he's going tomorrow. I got a feeling he's going to shut down the Giants because he, he didn't have his good stuff. He had, he had pretty good stuff against uh, the Brewers, but the last game against Baltimore, I don't think he had his good stuff. I think he'll, I wouldn't be surprised if he shuts him down 6 7 innings and only gives up a run or two. And then, you know, so hopefully they sweep the Giants because Andy Green has a tough time, you know, getting on a long winning streak. I don't think we've had a long winning streak in his career since he's been here. I mean, a long one. To me, a long one is seven seven or more wins um, for a streak, seven straight. It just feels like we're just, we're getting close to him. You know, we'll get three, four in a row. Like we were just on four, should have been five. And you probably, <laughs> good chance... Really good chance of taking at least two out of three against the Giants, if not all three, especially if you have that momentum. And it just, it's, I don't know, it fucking pisses me off. I feel like it's a letdown. So, but I think Logan Allen and Lament are really going to help out the starters and the bullpen in that situation, especially you put Strom in there. I like Quantrill. Quantrill looks, looks very comfortable coming out of the pen. Hopefully they can get Jose Castillo. Uh, I did not know on the Michelle Baez. I didn't realize that he had not been pitching any games back-to-back. So I do not expect Baez come up this year. Munoz, I would expect, if they're going to be in the playoff hunt, I expect him. I think that guy can help a lot. I still would consider trading year, or I, mean, I still would trade Kirby Yates because even if they make the playoffs, I, they're, they're one game, you know. I think they got a shot at the playoffs. The more I think about it, more and more, I think they got a shot because they're going to be a different team in the second half. I mean, the arrow's pointing up. You know, you're going to have, most likely, you're going to have Tatis more games than he played in the first half. Uh, Machado's going to cool off. He's not going to, I mean, he can't keep this up that he's been doing, what, the last, like, two weeks. I mean, he's just been on a tear. But he's not going to be what he was, you know, for that month and a half, two months where he sucked. So you're going to get a, a more balanced Machado in the second half. Uh, Tatis's numbers will come down a little bit. I assume Hosmer's numbers will come down a little bit. But I would assume guys like Mejia's numbers are going to come up. I would assume... I wouldn't be surprised if Reyes has a big second half. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, the pitching would be better. Uh, I think Logan Allen's going to be, you know, better than what you had. You know, you're not, you're not throwing out... Um, God, who was that guy? I forget, the lefty that they would throw out. Markovicius, you're not throwing that out anymore. You know, you've gotten rid of that. Um, Kirby Yates probably won't have the second half that he had in the first half. He, I think Wengington might have a better second half than he had in the first half. I could see Stammen getting a little bit better. Especially if he gets more rest. He doesn't. He doesn't get used as much. 
Like I said, I said you got Austin Hedges basically batted close to 180 for a first half. I could see Mejia in the second half hitting 260, 270, and you know, putting some like 10 home runs or something. I could see that happening. I could see Kinsler having a better second half than he had in the first half. Garcia, you know, has been pretty solid. Margo's starting to come around. I want to expect that to continue because he kind of always does this for like a couple weeks, maybe a month. He has a good stretch, and then he just goes back to his old self. He kind of fucked up the game today. If he doesn't hit into a double play, they win. You know, if he just, I don't know. Uh, your guy walks three guys in the inning. He swings to the first pitch. Okay, whatever. Uh, Myers has got to have a better second half than he had first half. There's, I mean, he's pretty much done. He, he's awful. He can't play anymore, it seems like. But he's got to do better than what he did, you know, in the first half. He can't get worse. I could see Naylor having more success in the second half. Um, they're kind of jamming him. He's having trouble. You know, he walked a lot down in the minor leagues. I don't know what's happening on that. He, I mean... Walked a shit ton down in the minor leagues, and he's not walking over here swinging out a lot of pitches. But, you know, I mean, I think they're on the cusp of having a long winning streak coming up pretty soon. Hopefully they sweep the Giants, at least take two out of three, and then they got four against the Dodgers. If they can find a way to split against the Dodgers, that'd be great. I think they have a better chance against the Dodgers now. Tatis did not play in the five games that they played the Dodgers. And you got a bunch of left-handed pitching for the Dodgers. So, you know, a big-time right-handed bat like Tatis, that could be a difference maker. Hopefully Renfro, you know, he played today, pinched hit. Hopefully he's ready by tomorrow. Hopefully Mejia's ready by tomorrow. I mean, I don't know. I think they're on the cusp, like I said, though, of getting on a hot streak. So I think they do have a shot at the playoffs. Um, I don't think they'll make it because I think there's too many teams kind of bunched together, and I think Andy Green's going to hold them back a little bit. I think that's the problem right now. Uh, that's what worries me, is I think next year they could be a top-five team in all baseball, but I feel like Andy Green might might make them only a top-ten team. You know, he's just bring them down a little bit. So, I don't know. He's starting to piss me off. You know, uh, I don't It's... I just this loss today pissed me off, really pissed me off because the day before his win was great. You just you got the momentum and it just you're up three nothing going into six and you just blow it again. Like you can't just oh the bullpen blew it. Well no, I think the decision making blew it too. You didn't need that shit, but I mean the offense. I knew it would struggle today. You got basically two starters out in Renfro and Mejia. The lineup looks totally different when those guys are in there. Hedges can't hit. So play Mejia 65-70% for this year, the rest of the year. Plus, you know, Hedges can play more than just a backup. I understand that. Play him more than just a backup. But play Mejia at least 60% of the time. And both of them will be a lot more fresh that way. And I think you're going to have more success that way. The thing on Mejia is you want to get his feet wet so that you have a better sense of what he's going to do next year. And really, they need to bring up Luis Urias, too. I don't think he's necessarily ready, but you 
Gotta bring him up at some time so that he can get his feet wet. I mean, I don't want to just go into next year and just, oh, Luis Arias is your starting second baseman and he hasn't gotten his feet wet. I don't know. That could be a tough task for him, but maybe it, it looks like that's what they're gonna do. I, I don't see, I don't see them bringing him up unless they just DFA Kinsler because Garcia's left-handed. You're not gonna get rid of him. He's been a solid player. I mean, basically, you should just say that Garcia got the two-year deal for eight million, and that wouldn't be that bad of a deal with the way he's played. I think he's been a solid pickup. Um, but. You know, I, I don't see Baez coming up. I do see Munoz, like I said, if they make the playoffs, I could see him coming up. And Munoz is pretty fucking nasty. He's starting to cut down the walks. Um, as far as the minor league goes, I mean, Morahan, I don't understand what the hell's going on there as far as he's just pitching two innings. Just, I guess they're just trying to see how long they can go with him consistently getting starts. But... Let's lengthen him out, dude. I mean, he's only 20 years old. And I don't remember who it was at Padre, the Padre meetup Twitter thing on the game. Someone was kind of like, oh, I wouldn't mind trading him. You know, because he's always hurt or something. I'm like, And I kind of told the guy, I forget who it was. I was like, dude, he's only 20, though. He's, so he shouldn't even be in double A. He should be in high A. And it's just, I mean, he's 97, 98. I mean, he is gas, dude. And he's got a nasty curveball. And a nasty changeup. I mean, not nasty, but really above average pitches in his fastball. So, I mean, he's got three plus pitches. I don't know, dude. He's left-handed. I would not give him up yet. Now, I would only give him up if I'm getting like a marquee player back. And he's, you know, the main piece in the deal. As far as Gore goes, I have no idea why he's still in single A. Patino, I watched finally. I, I don't get to see a lot of those games in, in the high A. They don't play those games as much. They only play them when they play, I think it's one or two of the affiliates. I got to watch Patino. Patino had nasty stuff. His changeup was ridiculous. Fastball, he's just, you know, as long as he throws strikes and, I mean, he's good. Patino's good. Patino's really good. I want. It'll be interesting how they use guys like Patino. Morahan, you know, Michelle Baez coming up in the in the years to come because stuff-wise, all three of them can play. They just need more seasoning down in the minor leagues. I mean, Gore, I don't even know if Gore needs more seasoning. That guy's so fucking good. I mean, you, but you got to pitch in double A. You got to – I hope Gore – I hope that was Gore's last start in single A. I hope he's in double A after this um, – you know, that whatever futures game that all three of those pitchers, Morahan, Patino, and Gore are going to. Hopefully after that game, Gore's in the in double A. He could get someone said he has nine more starts scheduled on him or something. Get nine more starts in there and then go from there. You gotta get some double A in him. I don't know why they're still wasting time of him in high A. But it's going to be interesting come next year because the starting rotation next year is going to be, they're going to have so much goddamn depth. It'll be interesting if they bring up, you know, maybe at the midway point at this time next year, a Morahan and Patino and kind of use them as bullpen guys and just get their feet wet into the season because they won't need, you know, necessarily starting them. And then the following year after that, like 2021, have a Patino and Morahan in the rotation. You know, replace a guy like Garrett Richard 
or, you know, Lucchese or something. I mean, because I think next year's rotation is going to go Gore, Paddock, Lucchese, Richard, Lament. I mean, that's five right there. Then you then you got depth of Lauer. I mean, a lot of people don't like Lauer, but he, I mean, I think he's, if he's a five, I think you could live with him being a five. Um, so you'd have Lauer, uh, Logan Allen, <laughs> you could have Adrian Morahan, you know, having a chance. Quantrill could always be up there. I mean, that's already nine guys I named. So, I mean, they're going to have so much pitching depth that I think they can use some of these guys as bullpen guys as well. I mean, even Strom could be, you know, a starter as long as he got a little bit the velocity back. I would love to see that velocity back. He's only throwing 90, 91, 92 this year. If he gets that back to 94, 95, down to the – I mean, he was even 96, I believe, last year. If he does that in the bullpen, that's going to help a lot too. But – it's just, I don't know. That was a frustrating loss. I kind of wanted to get it off my chest. Quick little podcast tonight. Uh, actually, let's get to the sponsor. Win in La Jolla. Don't forget to visit La Jolla Chevron, an extra mile convenience store at 7475 La Jolla Boulevard. Tell Chris, the owner, that Craig sent you. Um, I think that's all I got for the Padres today. I'll probably try to do a little more frequency on these things. I actually like doing them. I like doing the periscopes as well. Tell me if you guys like the periscopes more or the podcast. Periscopes are really cool. You know, I like them because I interact with people. But then sometimes it gets me off topic and I didn't get to say what I wanted to say. But um, it was really cool on Saturday seeing a lot of people, like I said, on Twitter, meeting up with some of the people, see their faces. Uh, it was cool. I think Project Twitter is a lot of fun. A lot of good guys, a lot of good girls in there. Someone told me that Miss Pirate is better looking in person than she is on, you know, her pictures. And I didn't believe that. Then I saw her. She's She might be better looking in person as well. <laughs> it was cool seeing her. Um, that's about all I got. Hopefully Leisure will... will Listen to this podcast and give it an A+. All right, fellas, till the next time. Good night now.